Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 001. Woo! Man, that was killing. Nah. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of of the Jazz Piano School podcast. Yes, that is right, the very first episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm super excited to be doing this. I've wanted to do this for so long. I've listened to so many podcasts and I knew I could put a very beneficial podcast out there for everyone to listen to who are interested in learning jazz piano. So here we go. First things first, we are connected to a website www.jazzpianoschool.com. That's our website. And you can go there and become a free member. Now, when you become a free member, you'll have access to all of our lesson videos in the website. You can't access the lesson videos unless you become a free member, but the good thing is you don't need to pay for anything. All you need to do is sign up and you'll join our community. Then you can access all the lesson videos, and we have beginner videos, intermediate and advanced, and you can begin to learn on different topics like improvisation, theory, repertoire, and technique. And you can pick and select any of the videos that you want to watch and then start practicing. The other great thing about the website is once you join and become a free member, you'll have access to all the music as well, the notated music of the videos. So that way you can download them, the music that is, practice it or bring it with you and just use it for your own benefit. The last thing you'll get is a forum, which is great for asking questions. I know uh, I've had a lot of questions growing up learning jazz piano and I didn't really have anywhere to go. Sometimes I would ask my teacher, but a lot of times he wasn't available. So the forum is a great place to ask a question, a quick question. How do you get more gigs? Um, How do I do this? You know, and you'll get answers from myself the other members of the community, and it's just a great way to talk and develop relationships and network. If you guys hear uh, some static, it may sound like it's actually starting to pour here as I do this, so just wanted to give you guys that little disclaimer. So I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and in podcasts, they're giving away information, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to develop a jazz piano podcast that would teach people how to play piano and give you as much information as possible from a live person. A lot of the information you get these days on jazz piano is just from books and you can't really you can't really get a sense of that teacher, right? The teacher student relationship. And that's what I want to bring to everyone listening is that that teacher student relationship. So if you have questions I can help you guys with that. I can address them on the podcast. I'm going to be doing live demonstrations on here. I'm going to be going over specific and confusing theory subjects that a lot of people might get confused about. I really wanted to develop a podcast that would cover everything related to jazz piano from the very beginning all the way to the most advanced concepts that you could possibly think of. So In order to do that, I'm going to have a lot of episodes. There's going to be a lot of content. And if you guys have questions or anything, any episodes you specifically want me to talk about, please 
contact me, you can contact us uh, on the form on the excuse me on the tab on the website. Just click on the little contact tab, and you can send us an email and send us what you want to hear on the podcast. If you guys have questions, and I'll be covering so much information, but I would love to specifically address any questions that you may have. So because I'm sure other people have those questions as well. So again, for this podcast, you're going to hear interviews. You're going to hear uh, interviews with my previous teachers, with my friends who have their doctorates uh, in music, um, a lot of professors around the area, some of my previous teachers from college. I'll get into my background in a second, but a lot of my previous teachers, Eric Reed, who played with Wynton Marsalis, very famous pianist in New York City. Uh, Jerry Allen's a great pianist who I studied with. Benny Green, Aaron Goldberg. I'm going to try and get all these uh, players on my podcast so that I can interview them and we can talk about what they're doing. You know, what's the style these days? Um, specific licks they may use or, or ways to approach different progressions. So it's going to be great. I'm so excited to have them on. I get to learn as well just as much as you guys do too. So it's just going to be a great overall experience. Um, again, like I said, I'm going to do live demonstrations. I'm planning on wearing a mic to gigs and rehearsals so you guys can hear exactly what goes on. You know, you can hear how we talk to each other, what to expect from certain rehearsals and gigs, and just get a really good sense of what's going on behind the scenes. A lot of players get intimidated because you really have no idea what is being said or the atmosphere of certain rehearsals and gigs. So this way you can hear that and you can just be more comfortable about getting out there and playing depending upon what level you're at. I know when I was younger, I was a little bit intimidated to go to jam sessions and uh, rehearsals or do gigs just because I wasn't sure if I was good enough or what to say or if I was going to understand what they're asking me to do. So this way you guys will really know what to expect from rehearsals, gigs, and any any other place I decide to put my mic on and just let you guys hear what's going on. So the other thing that I'm going to be doing are demonstrations. I'm going to demonstrate a lot on the piano uh, with the rhythm section I use, with bass players, with drummers, with singers. I'm going to give you guys live demonstrations on how to interact with all those members of the band. Big bands, small band, ensemble, small ensemble. So you can start to hear what it's like for a bass player uh, to to excuse me for the bass player to play with a pianist, or what you can hear with it with the drummer, what it's like to interact with a pianist or the singer. You know what they're looking for, um, a sax player, a trumpet player. So the demonstrations and how you communicate on the bandstand with those different types of instruments and how to improve your playing through that as well. So let me go into a little bit of my background now and just tell you my story so you get a sense of who I am, uh, where I come from, and how I got to this point of talking to all of you. I'm actually from Boston, Massachusetts. I live in Sacramento right now, and I've been playing piano for about 25 years. I am 29, and I started when I was around four. Now, my dad started me out on violin because he plays violin, and he actually plays in the Boston Symphony Orchestra. He's the concertmaster of the Boston Symphony Orchestra. I don't know if all of you guys know what that means, but he is the first violinist. So he leads the orchestra right after the conductor. 
Um, so the conductor basically is the main leader, and he is the second leader to help the orchestra, help keep the orchestra together um, with timing, um, you know, all the musical ideas that the conductor wants to imply to the orchestra. He helps do that through cues, through his playing. So he has been a large musical influence on me growing up and obviously he started me on violin but I didn't really enjoy violin so we did have a piano in the house when I was growing up so I started playing piano I randomly I'd just go and sit down and I loved it I just loved that I could press notes and I'd get sounds you know just just like that very easy right so I took classical lessons for about 14 years. I studied in Boston at New England Conservatory, taking classical lessons, doing workshops, recitals, and doing the classical thing. And that was great. I don't. I love classical music. Technically, it's helped me so much. And I wouldn't be able to play some of the jazz stuff that I do now without all the classical practice that I had. So I'm very thankful that I did all the classical music. But my main passion is truly for jazz. When I discovered jazz, I was about, I was in like seventh grade, and I first heard my jazz, first jazz album I heard was Oscar Peterson, great pianist with Itzhak Perlman, who's a violinist. And they had made like a duo album together, which is kind of funny because Itzhak Perlman's a classical violinist, Oscar Peterson is a j- uh, jazz pianist. So, but Oscar Peterson was playing jazz, they're both playing jazz on the album, so I just loved it. And I love in jazz that you could be creative and express yourself how you wanted to. You could play whatever you wanted. And in classical music, I was confined to the music. I had to play exactly what was written in the music. And that's great. The composers are amazing and it sounds beautiful. But sometimes I just wanted to play what I wanted to play. I wanted to change the music. <laughs> and classical music didn't exactly let me do that. So... When I discovered jazz, I just fell in love with it. I studied jazz and classical for a little bit after that, but then I mainly switched over to just focusing on jazz and taking jazz-related lessons. So I played jazz through high school. I ended up going to the New School University in Manhattan, New York, which was a phenomenal experience. It was just absolutely amazing. On any night, you can go out and find top, top jazz musicians playing in clubs, playing in bars, um, you know, for for half the price of a theater show that you might go to a huge hall to hear them at. You can hear them in these little intimate clubs for 10 to 15 bucks, and it's just an amazing experience. So if you haven't been to New York, if you haven't gone to any jazz clubs, I would highly, highly recommend it because it's a great experience. I did four years at the New School University, learned a lot, played. My professors were awesome. And then I moved back to Boston shortly after that. Now, just a little bit, I'm going to back up here, a little bit more about my family. I come from a very, very musical family. I was extremely blessed to be surrounded by music, be surrounded by parents, my dad and my mom, who love, love music. They love all sorts of music. My dad never... Uh, you know, got upset that I switched over to jazz. They're very encouraging and supportive. And besides my father, actually, it goes a little bit further than him with when it comes to music. So my grandparents, my grandfather who passed, played violin, and they're both from uh, Canada. And he was a great violinist who played um, in the Regina Symphony Orchestra. And my grandmother, 
plays violin, viola, and piano and sings and is also teaching and has been involved in music. And she taught my father, or my grandfather, excuse me, taught my father violin. And she taught my uncles and aunts their instruments as well. So my uncle, my dad's brother, is actually the concertmaster of the Quebec Symphony Orchestra. And my other uncle is the first chair celloist in the Regina Symphony Orchestra. And that's in Canada, Saskatchewan. Um, if you guys don't know where that is, don't worry about it. But... Uh, and my aunt is also plays the cello in the orchestra there as well. So everyone from the, my dad's side of the family plays music. We're just a completely musical family. And again, I'm so thankful that I was born into that. And I, def, I can't say I don't have more of an edge because of that. Just being around all of them, hearing them. Um, being at the hall, you know, being at all the concert halls and listening to them, listening to the rehearsals. It's just helped me so much, learn so much, learn more quickly and progress. So again, that's that, those are some of the things that I'm here to help share with you. I want to share my experiences. I want to share a lot of the mental preparation that they've taught me because classical music, like I said, is very mental because you have to play exactly what's written and if you make one mistake it's going to stick out like a sore thumb in jazz right you have the ability to let yourself free i mean i could pretty much get away with banging on the piano and it might fit in some certain contexts with uh the music so a lot of the preparation that my my dad has gone through, I've seen I've seen all his work that he's put in before concerts and concertos, and it's just simply amazing to have seen that. And I learned all the discipline that I need to put into my preparation when I performances and what I need to do and not do to make sure I'm ready to play a gig or a concert. If I have a big concert, even though it's jazz, it's you know a lot of uh, tough music still. If I have a big concert coming up. So I'm going to share those mental strategies as well with you guys later in the podcast episode. But that's kind of a different take that you'll hear on the podcast um, besides all the simple demonstrations I'll be doing. So that's a little bit of my background. Uh, Again, my teaching philosophy I'll go over a little bit now, I think has helped all of my students that I've had in the past. I've taught forever since I was a little kid. And I just love teaching so much. It started off with just helping others, um, helping them play, helping the other students in high school and before that in combos when I was in seventh and eighth grade. And then it just developed into teaching. Um, So I loved teaching. I taught all through high school, all through college, all the way up till now. I've taught so many students. And the one thing, one of the reasons I developed all this and I wanted to put all this information out there was because I saw a problem that was consistently coming up with jazz. Classical music you can fairly easily learn because there's a set system. You learn how to play the piano technically, you learn how to read music, and then if you can read music, it's like reading a book. So you basically look at the paper, read the words, and then you're reading what the author has put on there. And it's the same thing with classical music. If you open up a score and you know how to read music, technically you should be able to read the music that's on the page. Now, it's a little bit more complicated than that, obviously, because of rhythms and melodies, but if you spend enough time, you will be able to read the music. Now, with jazz, learning how to play jazz and improvising 
it's not a step-by-step system like that. There's a lot more exploration. And you could have two people learning the same exact things, but one of those people would be way, way more advanced than the other because for some reason they're exploring the rhythms, they've listened more. Some people just advance faster and quicker because of certain things that they're doing. Now, I have always wanted to discover those certain things and apply them and help everyone with that so everyone can take advantage of that progress. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's what I've done with this course, um, with this podcast, with the website. I've broken down everything that you would need to know in order to play jazz piano. And I'm going to be releasing it through the podcast, through the blog, and through the course, um, the video course that I'm going to be releasing later in the year. So I've always noticed that people have become frustrated. All my students have become frustrated. I was frustrated at one point and everyone feels like they want to quit or they want to give up because they, you just don't know what to do next. You reach a point in jazz where it's just, you say to yourself, what do I do? Or you just don't feel confident. You're not, you don't feel great about what's going on. It's just a very, it's a very lost feeling. And all my students have felt that through their previous, excuse me, through their previous teaching experiences. Um, and I've noticed that. So I've always wanted to give my students direction. I've always wanted to give everyone a path. I want to give them the roadmap to success in this music. And I believe I've developed that roadmap and I'm going to, my vision is to give you guys this roadmap, give you all the steps you need to sit down at the piano, play without music or play gigs or go to college for music and play jazz piano. Whatever your goal may be, I'm going to give you all the necessary tools in a step-by-step format so you can always be confident about what you need to do next in order to improve. And I'm going to be straightforward with you guys. You know, I'm going to give you these steps and I'm going to say if you're not doing this step, then you're not going to get to step three. So if you don't do step two, you're not going to be able to get to step three. And you need to really be solid on some of these steps in order to progress. But we'll talk about that a little bit later down the line. Now, my teaching style, just to talk about that for a second... I have four categories that I put all of my lessons into. And these four categories covers what I believe are the essential components to learning jazz piano. Now, the first category is technique. Technique is completely needed in order to play the piano. Um, I relate speaking a language to jazz a lot because learning the music of jazz is just like speaking a language as well. When you're learning a language, you need to, when you're first, when you're a baby, right, and you're crawling around, you're hearing everything that you need to speak. And even though the, you're hearing everything, technically you can't utter the words yet. You haven't learned how to form the movements that your tongue and your mouth need to do in order to speak words. So if you can't technically speak on the piano, if you can't move your fingers the way that you need to be able to move them in order to express yourself, you're never going to be able to talk. So technique is the first step. You need to know how to physically play the piano in order to express yourself. Excuse me. The second step is harmony and theory. Learning theory is like learning what nouns, verbs, and adjectives are. 
we need to learn how different components fit into jazz. We need to learn why we do certain things in certain places. We need to learn what chords mean what, how they progress into the next chord, why they progress into the next chord. In this way, we can start to create sentences. So if we don't understand how a sentence works, then we, we're, going to, we're going to be speaking in gibberish. Instead of saying, I'm going to go to the store today, I might say, I'm store going today. And that doesn't make any sense at all, does it? So that is the same concept in jazz. That's why you need to learn theory. Because if you don't really know theory, you're going to be talking in gibberish. You may be talking, right? And you might get away with it for a little while. But <laughs> if you want to get and progress to a good level or even a beginner level so that you can sound decent and be happy with your playing, you're going to need to learn these concepts and how they fit together. Now, the next step is repertoire. Now, repertoire is actually learning tunes. This is where we get to apply our technique and theory to actual pieces. So our repertoire is um, can be compared to writing a paper or writing a page of music or reading, uh, excuse me, writing a page of um, you know, free writing or anything like that, writing a page of a book. We're actually applying all of our theory and technique knowledge to an actual piece. So repertoire will involve stylistic things, um, different types of tunes, jazz standards, structures, <clears throat> uh, tempos, Latin, funk, all the different styles, how to approach certain progressions, uh, how to reharm certain changes. That kind of involves some of the theory as well. But Practically applying our concepts to tunes is what the repertoire section is going to be about and analyzing tunes and how they are similar and how they are different from each other. Now, the last step is improvisation. Now, improvising is the best, right? Soloing. So soloing is amazing. It's one of the best parts of jazz. You get to freely express yourself however you want. A lot of people I talk to who want to learn jazz piano or pop music, or any other style, funk, blues, they want to be able to sit down at the piano and jam, right? You want to be able to jam with other people, or just or just make up some, like, some killing stuff by yourself, you know, without music, you, you know, or go to a party and sit down at the piano and just be able to play, you know? I, so many people come up to me after gigs, and they're saying, oh, I'm so jealous how you can just sit down and just play whatever you want. So that involves improvising, Everything else leads to improvising. You know, all the technique, the theory, and the repertoire allows me to sit down at a piano and play whatever I want. Now, obviously, there's a structure to tunes and jazz pieces, but again, I could simply improvise a song on the spot because of my theory knowledge, my technique, and um, some of the repertoire study I've done in the past. So, our improvisation section is going to look at how we approach soloing, how we solo, how we make up lines and spontaneously create music um, from our brain transferred down into our fingers and how we do that at slow tempos, medium and fast tempos. It sounds a lot harder than it actually is. I'll tell you that much. Okay. So there's hope. Don't worry. And I'm going to break it down for you guys step by step so you can start to begin to improvise slowly and start to be happy with what you are creating. So those are the four categories that I've seen work time and time again with students. 
when we focus on all four of those categories, it gives you guys a path, it gives you guys a roadmap so that you can confidently know what you need to work on in order to make progress and sound the way you would like to sound. So you can go to the website. All the lesson videos are structured under those four categories. So if you want to watch videos on improvising, you can go to the website, sign up for your free membership, and watch videos on how to improvise. Or you can go to theory section and learn theory topics, what chords are, how to play them. And I physically show you we have two camera angles of how to play the chords and how to learn them and practice them. And the music's available for download when you become a free member as well. So that's a little overview into what the podcast is about. I'm going to wrap things up here. And again, I'm just so excited to be doing this. I love uh, technology and I love education and jazz piano education specifically. I just have, I'm so passionate for music. And I'm going to be in integrating as much technology into jazz education as possible. So on this podcast, through the blog, through the videos, I want to give you guys the, the best bridge, the best gateway into learning, into a learning experience and environment. And I, I literally want you guys to feel like you're standing right next to me on my gigs, on my rehearsals, you know, in my lessons. I want you to feel like I'm there. I'm your teacher. I'm helping you throughout this entire course. You get the full experience of what it's like to be a, a working jazz pianist. And even if you just want to play for your wife or your friends or whoever, I'm going to show you guys how to do that. I'm going to take you from step A all the way to step Z and help every level player from where they're at to, to start to progress. So if you're a beginner, I'm going to help you progress to that next step. If you're an intermediate, let's say you've been playing for a little bit, I'll help you start to progress from there. Let's say you're an advanced player, I will help you start to you know add some more language or clean up your you know right hand left hand interaction whatever it may be. Uh, so be stay tuned. Uh, check the website. There's a lot to come. A lot of news coming. Uh, I'm gonna be in Monterey this weekend um, playing with the Sac State Vocal Jazz. I'm I'm the rhythm section. So I'm gonna be putting a lot of tweets out, a lot of Instagram photos. I'll probably bring a mic with me to mic the concert so you guys can hear that. And there's just gonna be a lot of great stuff coming. So thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. My one request, if you've listened this far, hopefully you have. You haven't got bored and shut me off. Um, I can't imagine anyone listening to me. These are just my like fears right now for 20, I'm at 26 minutes, but hopefully you have listened to me. Uh, if you guys could leave me a good review, I'd really appreciate it. I'm trying to touch as many people as possible. I want as many people as possible to know about the podcast, know that this is starting up so they can subscribe early and get access to all uh, of this information that I'm going to be putting out there. So a five-star review would be great. If you give me a five-star review, I will definitely give you guys shout-outs. And if you guys have questions, again, that you want me to address on the podcast, I will create a section. I'm planning on creating a section for that to address those questions. So thank you so much, guys. I hope you have a great day. And until next time, happy practicing.